From New York City, the world famous Comedy Cellar presents Live from America Podcast. From America Podcast. With Noam Dorman and Hatem Gabber. Live from America Podcast. Where the top experts in the world and the best comics in the nation get together weekly to discuss today's issues as they cover news, culture, politics, comedy, and more. With an equal part of knowledge and comedy. And now, here are your hosts, Hatem Gabber and Noam Gorman. Two. All right, welcome to uh, Live from America podcast. This is Hatem alongside me. The legend, Norm Dorman, the owner of the regular comedy seller. See how I switched the words now? Yeah, I like that. You get mad when I say the legendary comedy seller. And regular I don't like comedy. that. I don't like that. Yeah, so it's the legend, Norm, and the regular comedy seller. Um, and he's here. Amazing show. And we have a lot to celebrate. First of all, happy birthday, Norm. It was his birthday on Saturday. Thank you very much. Thank happy you very birthday. much. Did you do anything uh, amazing? Uh, amazing. Uh, we went away. Um, well, I had, I had a dinner uh, earlier on Thursday at uh, Avra, like a nice seafood restaurant. And then we went away to Connecticut for the weekend to visit some friends. Uh, it was on the water. It was nice on a lake. Is that amazing? I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't, sound, doesn't sound amazing, right? It wasn't like hookers in Atlantic City, but it was it's pretty yeah. good. It's amazing to me that you have friends, but yeah. Um, <laughs> happy birthday. But we need to go for dinner. I promised you a dinner for your birthday like seven years ago. Okay, well, my wife's going away all, all week this week, so I'm looking for naughty things to do for seven days. So. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. And we also not going to do anything naughty. Well, naughty isn't, you know, naughty is not like really bad. Just naughty. It's <laughs> naughty. We're also celebrating uh, Dan Natterman's new novel came out a couple of days ago. Congrats, author Dan Natterman. Thank you, but I have issues with the, uh, I mean, I'm honest, you know, I'm an open book, as it were, and I have... I have to show Noam the book because I have issues with the format, the typeface and the paper. Uh, so uh, I, I think I may have to, um, I don't know. I, I was thinking of pulling the whole thing, to be honest with you. Maybe you should take a second look at that ending too. What's wrong with the typeface? You, you should use that Woody Allen font, you know. Um, it looks, it just Windsor, looks Windsor. like it looks like a printer. It looks like it came out of my printer and the pages are white, like really white, like white, like your, like the paper in your, in your printer. It's like dot, ma dot, dot matrix. Not you quite dot. No, it's not dot matrix, but I, I could show it to you. Uh, do you want to see? I could try to put it in front of the computer. I, I showed that him. And while Dan deals with his issues, let me introduce. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I don't know. Noam, can you? Can, can, uh, your, your, uh, your green screen or uh, whatever your, your. Yeah. Um, Chroma key is screwing it up. I can't see it. it okay, there it is. Yeah, there it is. I can't really tell. It looks. Uh, I can't that tell. Was the, bring, that bring was the one bring one in. I'll bring up. When are you going to be at the cellar? Are you going to be there? Uh, you all gonna, week. All week. You'll be there tonight. Tonight? No, tomorrow night. Um, tomorrow night for the yeah, music. When I come in there, I'll bring you a copy, and and you'll you'll give me your opinion of it. Yeah, but well, can we celebrate that, Nataman? Can you enjoy a win right here? I'm trying to celebrate stuff. Here. <laughs> and also, I want to celebrate uh, one of my favorite comedians is here, and a big fan of his comedy and his hair. I love his hair. I'm trying to be, but you know, oh, I got to cover it up today, though. Yeah, Ryan Long is here. Hello. Uh, and you can watch him every Monday in his YouTube at. Uh, 
at Ryan Long Comedy and his podcast, one of the top podcasts, The Boys Cast with Ryan Long. And Ryan Long is here. And also Tuesday, Thank you. since we say in celebration, Tuesday is my 24th anniversary for moving to the land of the free. Congratulations. 24 years. I've been here. I look it's coming up on my second anniversary. So, oh yeah, he's he's from Canada. So, um, all right, let's get to it. Um, so we have a, a few topics that I want to discuss with you guys. The first one is Norm's interview. The last one that you have, um, you know, you have a little issue with it, Norm, right? Uh, the interview at the Independence about Bill Cosby and uh, the the quote you say in Bill Cosby isn't welcome at New York's Comedy Cellar says the owner. He refused to book Bill Cosby at the venue as the audience wouldn't appreciate it. But it's not really what you said, right? No, I, we have to talk about this. So, so uh, uh, Cosby, um, I'll tell you, let me just, they said, T, the TMZ said uh, like Dwarman to Bill Cosby, stay the hell out or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, say Bill Cosby, no tour stops at New York City's Comedy Cellar, stay the hell away. Uh, but no, the, the um, all that was really said was they asked me, would you book Bill Cosby? Now, it's important to note that Bill Cosby has no interest in playing the Comedy Cellar, has never had any interest in playing the Comedy Cellar. It's a total um, hypothetical out of the brain of the reporter's head. And they turned it into a story. So she said, would you book Bill Cosby? And I said, no, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Book oh, no, this, I'm sorry. She said, you booked these other guys. And she listed the other guys. She says, uh, so you you book controversial people, would you book Bill Cosby? And I said, no, I wouldn't feel comfortable booking Bill Cosby. And besides, the audience wouldn't tolerate it anyway. And I think the comparison to those guys is ridiculous. That's it. And I said, thank you very much. And that was the end of the interview. Do you guys think as a comedian like Dan and Ryan that Bill Cosby should, I mean, he's not going to perform again, but what, should he be? He's going to perform again. You think Dude, so? he's souping up to do it? He's souping up to do a tour. Well, he can soup all he wants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think anyone's going to touch him. Maybe, I mean, maybe I in think, Thailand. I start the tour in Thailand. Maybe overseas. That's a good point. Dude, there's entire sections of like black Twitter, like areas, like black communities on Twitter that are like beating the drum that this guy was straight up innocent, false. Like, dude, I, you know Dick Gregory? Yeah. I was I was watching like so he does these YouTube videos and he's very like old school kind of conspiracy stuff. And he, he, he does this whole thing about it's all cause Bill Cosby wouldn't play ball with NBC. That's why they killed his son. And that's why they found these girls. And he's talking about how magic Johnson doesn't even have AIDS. <laughs> There's some like wild, it's got millions of views and people are, uh, you look at the comments and you think it's going to be like, this is what, and everyone's like, preach it brother. <laughs> yeah. Like finally <laughs> someone said it. That was the vibe. Well, I know you well. I didn't like the way they asked the question. I would be surprised that you didn't stop them when they asked you that question. I was like, hey, why are you saying like, like that? It doesn't work that way. It's not, it's not so easy. I mean, I did kind of say that. You have to let them finish their question. I mean, I had, I had triple thoughts about whether to answer it at all. But one thing you're always afraid of with the press when they ask a controversial question is that they'll say, Dwarman refused to comment which is kind of like taking the fifth, you know? So pe people assume the worst when you say no comment, like as if you don't want to answer the question. So I don't, I don't ever like to do that. Mm. Um, are you cheating on your wife? No comment. So I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then the other thing is I, I don't want to give up my kind of 
pole position as the go-to club to ask questions of when there's something in the comedy world. I, I think that's worth holding on to. So I don't, if I, if I don't answer questions too often, they might start calling some other club. Right. So that's not great for me. It's not the end of the world. And uh, third of all, I, I really didn't like the, the comparison. So I felt like I wanted to defend those guys a little bit because it is absurd. I mean, the stuff Cosby's accused of credibly accused of basically proven other, uh, you know, absence, this, this technicality is, uh, you know, I mean, you could conceivably get the death penalty for this stuff. This is serious, serious stuff. I mean, if you get the death penalty, what's that? What do you mean you could get that? You can't get I mean, I mean, people would call for if if he was actually all right, I'll retract a little bit, but I'm saying that if you actually took somebody who drugged and raped 50 people, um, and you said, you know, maybe this person should get executed. There'll be a lot of people who say, like, yeah, that's that's oh, in a lot the realm. Of people of, agree yeah. with that statement, but they're, they're legally, there's no yeah, there's legally, no, no. You're right, but um, but I'm saying it's it's in that it's it's in that inner circle of the most abhorrent types of crimes. Add to it the recidivism of it, and you know, I don't want to say the names of the people they compared him to because I don't even want to give it any air. But the, the the people they compared him to weren't even accused of crimes, let alone serious crimes. It's just you know, just ridiculous. But you guys really think he can perform again? I think he could do a pay per view event and make fuck you money. He could make a lot of money with a pay per view event. He doesn't already have fuck you money, but yeah. I mean, when you have fuck you money, it's no longer fuck you money. You're just making additional money. But um, yeah. And you can write a book, you know, like OJ, if I had done it, this is how I would have done it. You know, OJ. Yeah. I was going to rape. And <laughs> I think a lot of I think a lot of venues would refuse to. Yeah, he could do those things. I agree. <laughs> but I think a lot of venues would refuse to host him. 99.999% of venues will refuse to host them, but you only need one, right? So like in every city, there, there is a whole community of people that do support him. And that community is pretty big. Like if you go and look at, you know, the things he's posting on Twitter, which are wild, 90%, 99% of the t- retweets are people being like, screw this guy. And then every one in a hundred is like, you know, finally he's vindicated. So if you have millions of those people, one of them will have a venue in every major city. And then he goes and does the tour and the people that like him will come. So he just and needs it's a to business find too. It would be a good business to have Cosby, you know, you know, well, look, just... a, a comedy club, like, like ours clubs will be tough. Yeah. Yeah. When we, if we we're booking some, if we book somebody, there's a, I hate that word, but curating aspect to it that, that rubs off on us. So I, I wouldn't want to do that. I imagine most clubs wouldn't, but I tell you like a, a hall, a concert hall, Madison Square Garden, whatever it is, I think they'd be wrong not to allow Cosby to rent it like anybody else. I don't think they should be in the practice of, I mean, they would let the head of Iran speak there probably. I mean, it, it's like, you know, yeah. I, I don't think that Cosby, he's a free man. I, I don't, I just, I don't believe they should, sh- he shouldn't be allowed to do commerce. He's banned from renting. Yeah. Like he's banned from renting places. Like, is he banned from renting cars? Like, yeah, yeah. It, 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 but you're right. Like for comedy clubs, it's like you don't want that smoke of becoming like the villain that book Bill Cosby. Who does? But, but, I, also, I also don't want to hang out like this. It's very it's, it's very homey at our club and we hang out. Yeah. together. It's like I don't need that shit in my life, you know, but he should be able to go to 7-Eleven and get a coffee. But no, he <laughs> just worried that he's going to get more girls than you. No, I'm you're a theater owner. And yeah. despite your principles, which yeah. have merit, you know that by booking Bill Cosby there, that's not good for your business as a theater. I mean, would you? 
have the balls to 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 let him rent your theater? I don't know. I might not because the social norm right now is so fucked up that I might buckle. I have a family and everything like, you know, who wants to I don't come from the black community? That's where it's going to come from. Yeah. The Apollo might book him. Yeah. That, like, I don't know who, but like, yeah, it's not going to be some like white dude. It's going to be, you know, it's not going to be the Williamstown Playhouse. <laughs> no, you ain't I mean, I'm, the sure, factory. <laughs> I'm sure some people will be celebrating. Like, I'm sure Keith Robinson is going to bring some of his old sweaters that he used to wear. Remember those sweaters, Norm? Yes, <laughs> yes. Keith, Keith Robinson sweaters. Keith Robinson clicked his heels. Him? Are, are uh, they defending him in large measure? The people that are defending him are defending him because they don't think he did it. Or they think he did it. But so what? They think more. Like, it's like kind of complicated the, the way that they kind of describe it. It's it's basically like this is a setup from Hollywood kind of thing. You know, it's it's very like this is like the white man, you know, framing another innocent black man. That's kind of the general gist of it. But the intricacies of what the theories are around it are kind of complicated. It's very like, yeah, he kind of was like having sex with all these girls, but it's like these people put him in this position and they're like, this is what it is. And they were the same way that like Epstein kind of would get people to like have sex with people on his island and really they're filming it and blackmailing like the way that they kind of describe it. It's like a, to some degree what he, he didn't do it. And to some degree, it's like a straight up setup. You know, they have this stuff in the pocket for every black guy so they could get rid of him when they want to. It's like, it's, it's that line of kind of thinking of a lot that you'll see a lot of on, you know, parts of the internet. Yeah, I guess we shall see what's going to happen with. Uh... Well, it's interesting, and once again, it's it's it, it ends up being good for Noam simply because of the publicity he got from simply making that statement. Well, that... it's about time I was on I was on the woke side of the the side that the woke people were sympathetic with. Is, is you know I don't mind the fact that for once I'm getting a little I'm getting emails from you know people saying thank you so much you know for for Banning Cosby, but. I am troubled by the, you know, this whole notion of accountability. Like Harrison Greenbaum used that word. I think it was on this podcast a couple weeks ago. It's like, we should all make people accountable. I, I don't feel we should, you know. I just think that private business owners like like me should do what makes them comfortable. But I'm not calling for nobody to book Cosby. And, and, and it's also, I think it's really hard when you are actually in the position. So if you're sitting and it's your club and say, somebody as big as whoever the names that were accused or Cosby or Seinfeld is not that Seinfeld accusing and he's like hey I'm gonna go on the stage like how are you gonna say no no I would say no. to Cosby easy yeah. very easily very easily I'm not, I'm not intimidated I'm not intimidated by that sort of thing really not in I wouldn't I know I wouldn't be in this case at all I mean, I'm sorry so you cannot go on stage I mean it's like I don't know if Cosby's running around doing club spots anyway. He's he never 90. was. He never did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but everything when, it, when it's your club, it's like your child. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of protective instincts that kick in when it's serious. Yeah. Like it was trickier with somebody else. I'm not. I know. I know some people in the audience are going to be upset. I'm going to get lettuce. So people may walk out, but it's not more like than a, upset. more than a cover but, from it. But you are Cosby, successful. That would be the end. Like Cosby is not going on in the comedy. But you're a successful club. If you're struggling, you will get anybody in. I don't know. I, I wouldn't. If I was struggling, I might be more worried about putting Cosby on. If I mean, you were struggling, you get in. And next, it's Gaddafi. He's here. Cosby really is. He's reviled. He's beyond. You, you, you can't put him on under any circumstance. I think Hot Tim is soft on Cosby. That's what I'm hearing here. No, no, no. What I, 
I, you know what it is? It's like, I, I'm not soft at Cosby at all, but I really would like to hear what he would have to say. I think that will be very interesting. I would say, know? go hang out with the royal family in Kuwait. We don't want your kind around here. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, what kind? Let's, let's, let's not fuck <laughs> on my bye, people. You know? <laughs> not because he, we hosted Michael Jackson when you guys didn't want him. <laughs> but, you know. I, uh, I think Michael Jackson's problematic. Um, nothing to do with the kids stuff. Just the girl is mine's a sexist song. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Next topic. So all the uh, billionaires go into space now. You know, uh, the Virgin Galactic founder went um, Tuesday. Bezos gone. And, you know, there's a lot of like a lot of people are saying like, hey, the earth is worse than it ever been right now after COVID. And this money can go somewhere else. And you guys are, you know, oh, a norm is going Thursday. Uh, and and these people with, with Cosby, just... <laughs> with Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys uh, take on that well Ryan what do you think right what do you think Ryan about I think uh, it is turning into Branson's like take that Musk you think you're gonna be you know I want to go on Rogan and talk about how cool I am with my spaceships <laughs> but I mean like is it the right time I mean now like the planet is suffering more than ever money could be you know, COVID victims, everything, research. Like, well, I think it's, uh, it might be like a bit of a false equivalency to, you know, kind of act like it's either or, right? Like it's, it, if, if, if this is government money and they're like, hey, are we going to space or are we solving this with the same money? But it, it's kind of the same as the last question where it's it's a private citizen and it's his money. And if he wants to make rockets, he's- as the But right you don't think it's provocative? Provoc- to the other people? You think you it's know? a little like showy, it's the guy showing up with like a- million dollar hat and watch it like the soup kitchen like you think it's a little in that vein yeah dan what do you think well i'm of the mind where some a private citizen should be able to spend his money on whatever the hell that they want to and not just legally but morally there's nothing wrong with it first of all these guys give uh pay astounding amounts of money in taxes most of them give far more money in charity than than anybody else. I mean, theoretically, all of us could give more money to charity. You know, I mean, um, not, none of us are live. You know, we all have some money that we could spare, and and you know, so um, it's like this whole Bernie Sanders notion of the fair share thing of like just you know dumping on the super rich, which I was never down with. Well, yeah, but it's not about dumbing down the super. What I rich. think. This is what what I do you think, think Noah? I think first of all, there's an there's, a, there's an assumption in your in the way you pose the question, which I really don't agree with, which is that our our problems can be solved by money. If, if our problems, whatever they be, poverty, uh, illiteracy, whatever, whatever the problems, broken homes, whatever the problems of America are, if they can be solved by money, we would have solved them by now. Yeah, um, but it's not there, is no, there is no indication that doubling the money, tripling the money, uh, Mayor Bloomberg literally doubled the money they spent per student in New York City schools when New York was already spending more money than any school in the world per student. And the test scores did not move at all, or they budged maybe, you know, not statistically significant. So, you know, but it's not, it's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying the money can solve the problem. What I'm saying is like other people are suffering greatly and yeah, you, can't you don't like the add, optics of but, it, but, I, but, but that's, so that so I just wanted to make that point. But the, and then I think that this is great for the world. I think it's wonderful and inspiring for people to do storybook things and to move civilization forward in an optimistic dreamlike way. I, I don't see any, I think this is 
great for what are we supposed to be miserable and never do anything and and just mull around and wait for the climate to heat up i mean let's do great things let's inspire young kids to do this there's nothing this is great psychologically there also might be great scientific benefits that come from yeah the rnd component like there is there this isn't money going into like a strict pet project like the the application of all this like research and development is useful to the world okay optimistic group (laughs) <laughs> you're like so optimistic <laughs> no it's fine well, listen, no, I, I don't think anything I, is wrong with it i said i think the timing is wrong i want i want it's always the timing is always wrong i want to make the timing's this always point. wrong yeah i i made this point because i'm of an older generation that when trump first came on the scene he said make america great again you know that, that part of that message really reverberated with me and the space thing is part of it and i can always remember when we landed a man on the moon in 69 what a huge buzz that was for all little children we were so hyped to be american and if anything great in the world happened you could be sure it was happening in america every innovation every magnificent you know and and that kind of time of self-confidence and self-assurance and 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 uh you know swagger of america that was a good time that was a good time to grow up as a child and you know i, I would like to see people Americans in the West, whatever. I would like to see the world doing stuff like that. Again. We just dwell on negativity, negativity, negativity. All I mean, the it kind of speaks to your point. Yeah. Like that- it kind of speaks to your point. I mean, the it kind of like the thing you're saying right now, it almost is, is, is the, it shows how divided things are where you can't have those moments where someone goes to the moon and everyone's united. Even that it'll be like, really now? Like, yeah. You can't even have those moments without but, it. But that's the thing. This is a, it's you guys talking like it's, it's like, you know, <laughs> like it's a new milestone. I, I know how we could do it. We could send Derek Chauvin there and leave him there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's not a new milestone that Chauvin they're achieving. It's, it's a milestone that already been achieved. They're just like, hey, I'm gonna. Where are you going this weekend? I mean, it takes going out to the next level. I'm going it to is my a milestone for for private people. It has to start somewhere for private individuals to start traveling to space and then yeah. they'll start airlines or whatever it is. And, you know, it's just, I mean, this is part of being human. It's Mount Everest because it's there. We got to do these things. Yeah. I can't wait to scam these people. Just put them in stuff and shake it a little bit. It's like you in space. It's like, Oh, wow. It's so Listen, beautiful. People, people just scan the news, see what anybody rich is doing and just recycle the five pad arguments as to why they shouldn't be doing it. It really doesn't matter what they're doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I think I'm agreeing with no. I read the news. I bring it to you. Okay. Right, next right. No, but he's doing more of a, a why not instead. You're asking why, and he's saying, why not? And exactly. I think that's a kind of a, you know, just to like have Western the, the argument, but listen, I am, I am with Lakeland. Like, you have money. Listen, rem- remember, no, when I listen, have with that arg- kind of thinking, where would Zionism be, Hatem? We'd still be- <laughs> no, but <laughs> but you remember that- Israel with that kind of thinking. This that, is that, that was that was actually the argument. Remember when I told you I want to talk to when I wanted to debate with Hassan Minaj about his attack in Saudi Arabia? I was like, you don't know anybody of the princes. I know them. You don't know how much they spend. Uh, for charity, how much good they do. You don't know any of that shit. You just attack and say, oh, rich people spending money everywhere. But, you know, so, yeah, I agree with the point. I'm just being the devil's advocate here. Okay, but, yeah, ahead. rich people should do whatever the fuck they want. But at the same time, um, you know, it's just getting a little bit, you know, um, out of hand a little bit. Are you going to go to it space? Would be nice if, money? if Jeff Bezos, uh, I mean, if, yeah, if, if the Amazon employees wouldn't be pissing in bottles, like, I'm not I'm not totally heartless. I, I don't know if that has, that, has, that has to do with him going to the moon, but he should probably... 
Lighten I mean, up if, if Amazon working, one of the workers making $15 an hour and it's like, oh, look, he's going to the, you know, that's kind of fucked up a little bit. But that's a separate issue. Why, why yeah, you- I, there's a big part of me that says that Jeff Bezos should line up with that. And there's like 10% of me says, my, if I get my employees to piss in bottles. <laughs> <laughs> but, but actually, I, went, I read a study while they're doing it. They're just not doing it for fun. They're doing it because all of them is going to own an airspace business and they want to promote it by doing that first, you know. Hold on, there is something that did occur to me, and I wondered if there's a relationship between the fact that these guys were such successful entrepreneurs, and that is the personality type of a person who would want to go to space. Like, I don't think I would have the balls if I had that kind of money to risk my life and go to space yeah. as a relatively young. How big a risk is it to go into low earth orbit? It's gotta be a big risk. Yeah, I mean, he only went 50 miles up. Jeff Bezos is gonna go 64. But you know, the thing is like, I don't understand why people trying to be first because I said that point before, whoever is gonna go there, it's always gonna be known that the Jews were there first. You know, no matter where you're gonna go, you're going to go to space. You're going to go whatever. I, was I, know, I, know you, I know you set off to, in, in space to try to find that punchline. But, but honestly, I'm trying to make <laughs> no. a point here, which is that is it true that there's a certain entrepreneurial risk-taking type yeah, that probably creates great yeah. businesses and great, and, and great innovations? And it's related to a guy who would like risk it all to go to space. I, I think, know it's, it's interesting to I me. Think you can make Noam's point and get uh, Hatem's uh, ill-informed joke in as well, and we can do both. Okay, go ahead. But but, uh, but um, yes, there is. But you know, uh, Branson is seventy-one years old. Now at seventy-one, you wouldn't like be like, you know what? I, I'm going to go to space, and if I don't, you know, what's the worst case scenario is I lose ten years of life. No, that's not the way people think at seventy-one. I, I I don't know. I'm not seventy-one. I don't know how they think. <laughs> Trump was 71. He was thinking, what am I going to do next? Maybe I'll run for president. I mean, this is, you know, 71. It's, it's like, but, but, but I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying it's the end of his life, but I'm saying there's a slight risk of death. Probably wasn't even that great a risk. I don't think it's the space shuttle level risk. Um, no, so all I can remember is that my father, you know, who had a long career doing a lot of great things. And he, he told me on his deathbed when he was 73 that the last three years of his life had been the, the, the happiest most satisfying years of his life, 70 to 73, professional. That's when you went away, right? Nah. <laughs> All right, next topic, come on. Oh, it's pretty good. No, but there is, a, there is a saying where they go, oh, you know, the thing where it's like, op, um, pessimists get to be right and optimists get to be rich. But like, you know, the, the optimists are the ones that are going to solve that problem and the pessimists are the ones who can keep saying, oh, see, look at, you know. Yeah. That, but that's right. I would that's- like to go to space just for the Instagram opportunities. But oh yeah that'd be a nice photo maybe get a following worst case scenario is i die <laughs> best case scenario is i have a career the yeah. first tiktok in space <laughs> you know it would be really sad if you went to space uh, then and still don't have followers i mean yeah. like what else you can do <laughs> yeah, don't, don't take this the wrong way but but i think that you look through some of these issues through gla- through kind of slightly depressed glasses like maybe you don't feel like you have a tremendous amount that that want to live for in some way. 
Don't take it the wrong way. I mean it in the best sense. <laughs> well, I'm I mean, having a bad day. You have a point there. Yeah, the, <laughs> the pages of the book didn't work out. What do you expect? Put me into space now. I'm ready to go. Uh, <laughs> would you? Would you, Ryan? Would you go? I'm not. See, I'm. I'm a little more like that stuff doesn't really appeal to me. Like I don't. When people are like, oh, let's go like hiking, just any of that stuff. I just I just don't have that. I go, what? Like I'm a little more of the hiking. We're talking straight. I like intellectual pursuits, I think. I, I think I would be interested in the norm. Would you go no intellectual component? No, right? No yeah, way. I, I just wouldn't take that risk. I mean, is there a virtual reality this. ride that's just as good? I don't but but what is the risk? I mean, again, the space shuttle risk was probably like one in ten. I mean, yeah, I'm not worried about the risk. I just don't like I don't even like it doesn't interest me. It doesn't interest you to go see the earth from outer space. Honestly, no. I'd rather go to a movie. Like I just uh, that doesn't like I don't think like oh that'd be so cool like that stuff. Like I don't like I don't enjoy that kind of stuff. I How about skydiving? Would you go skydiving? No, not really. I mean, you're talking. I mean, I'll, if I had to, like even when we go to like a, you know a cottage or something, and people are like we gotta get jet skis. I'm like on the jet ski. Like, all right, have I done my allotted amount of fun so I could you know go hang out again? Dude, like, I'm exactly I'm like you. Like fucking exactly this like i was like that this weekend i was like do i really have to ride the inner tube okay i'm gonna yeah ride. i gotta okay I have, am i having enough fun for you guys I mean, <laughs> I just I want to stop it shit, was fun know? in the end huh i mean am i hallucinating here are you guys comparing a jet ski trip to going into outer space <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well that, that's that's as wild as they get come yeah. on next topic next topic uh, i can understand why you don't want to get killed but the fact that you're saying you have no interest in going into doesn't interest me uh, is really astounding to me. Uh, utterly shocking, in fact. All right, next one. Trump is. Well, that's the difference. I know you keep. I keep bringing it yeah, back. Go ahead, go ahead. This is the difference between people where it's like certain people you get together and they go, "Where are we going?" And certain people get together and they go, "Who's going to be there?" I'm far more concerned with who's going to be there than where we are, what we're doing, and where we're going. And again, yeah. the general message be valid, except once again, you're going into outer space. We're talking about who outer with outer who. I Who's there? <laughs> but I read that he actually—that's the point—is nobody's there. The the point is that you well, and I'm out. Hundreds of thousands of years has been looking to space, and now we, you people, can actually go there, and uh, it's pretty astounding. You but know. Dan, did you read that he actually didn't go into space? That actually the weightlessness was just the same simulated weightlessness, like all, when they weightlessness in a Tom Hanks movie. space doesn't mean. Let me educate you people, or at least know them. <laughs> go ahead. Gravity is, still works in outer space. Gra gra the Earth's gra uh, any two objects in the universe are attracted to each other by the force of gravity. However, you get far enough away, you have less gravity. So the the fact being in space doesn't mean there's no Earth gravity. We're orbiting around the Sun because the Sun's gravity and the Moon is orbiting around the Earth because of the Earth's gravity. So gravity uh, yeah. is not the definition of outer space. Then I just wanna I want the you to know your of outer audience. space is there's no more atmosphere. Yeah, I, I want you to know your audience. I want you to know Norm. We had we had an astronaut in this podcast before. He was the space uh, the space station pre uh, president. You know, the the commander of the space station, and you can ask him anything. And Norm asked him, "What happened when you masturbate in space?" <laughs> <laughs> you don't no, remember uh, that? No, internet doesn't sound like me. In an interview yes. with CNN, well, astro that one. Just, Astrophysicist and director of the Hayden Planetarium at the Rose Center for Earth and Space. This is a Neil deGrasse Tyson noted that in his opinion, Richard Branson did not go on space travel. First of all, it was suborbital. 
NASA did it 60 years ago with Alan Shepard. Took off from Cape Canaveral and landed in the ocean. If you don't go fast enough to reach orbit, you will fall and return to Earth, explained DeGrasse. So I, that's you know, what I said. He went 50 miles. It's not in space. And Jeff Bezos is going 64 miles. It's not literally space, but, you know, he's still within Earth. But, you know, it is what it is. What are we going to do? At but, least yeah, they've been Carl, there. Sa Carl Sagan, on the other hand, believes that the project of Elon Musk and his aerospace company has more merit. The concept of SpaceX is we want to send people to places as an effort to push that limit to the frontier of exploring space, said the scientists. OK, so we'll see. Yeah, well, this is how it starts. But outer, the definition of outer space has nothing to do with gravity. I'm, I'm, I was, was my point. No, but yeah, but but when you do go to outer space, that's when like in the, you saw the astronauts floating in the. In the well, that's because they were in orbit. They're right. floating because they're in free fall around the Earth. They're not floating because there's no gravity there. Well, there's less gravity. There's less gravity, and at some point, the Earth's they, gravity is no longer an issue. When they floated on the surface of the Moon. Well, there's gravity on the Moon. Right, but they still floated. That's why they had their weighted well, shoes and everything. It's far enough away that the Earth's gravity is not a. So no, maybe in the future you'll have a comedy yes. seller in the space. You know, I'd like to do a boat cruise. That's what I'm talking. Okay, come on, next next topic. Let's go. Trump the Carmen line is where space begins, from what I'm hearing. <laughs> Trump is suing Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> and Jake Dorsey. Trump is suing the people for what they did to him. What do you guys think of that, Dan? I, I mean, I, this is a legal question, Dan. The tr tr Trump, what, he's doing who? He's on Facebook and, and YouTube and Google and Twitter and all that. Because I mean, it's good that Trump's making some action on the big tech issue now. I mean, rather than when he was president. They wouldn't let him. I'm sorry, I was looking up the definition of space. They be, he's suing them because they wouldn't let him uh, be on because their of, Because of they blocked him, you know, which is, uh, you know. I don't know the legal issue. I mean, obviously you can't block somebody because of race, creed or color. No, I mean, I mean, you know, uh, you know uh, there's a lawyer. I spoke to some I asked him, and it's like he they blocked him because they validated the terms and use of the platform. You know, has not he's he's on it for First Amendment thing, and uh, you know, so that's. But what do you think? Is like, is he trying to come? You guys think he's gonna come back? I mean, did you see his um, interview with um, Hannity? He no. said he made his decision that he's coming back. He didn't say, he didn't announce it, but he said, yes, I made my decision. Well, if, he, if it was no, he probably would just say no. Yeah. Oh, you're but, right. That's this stuff, I mean, this obviously is like, I don't know, publicity stunts the right word, but like, obviously this is Trump needs a new fight for people that like his, his base to rally around. So that's what this is right now. Whether or not he has a case or whether or not he'll make a difference in what, you know, what I would consider is a real like problem. Um, I mean, I think that probably not. In my opinion, I, I don't think that this is going to have the intended effect. And right now it's uh, worse than ever with it, the with the, the way that the government is getting involved with these like companies to start censoring. I think it's I think if anything, Trump taking on this cause will just politicize it more. And it, it, it almost gives it rain to for them to push it further. I mean, I, I, I haven't read the legal arguments. I'm going to guess they are one of the you know, either there's concerted action, kind of like a trust thing where too many companies at the same time are all at the same time making the same decision and denying access to things. That's that that could be a legal question. Or if Congress is putting such pressure on these companies with veiled threats of, well, you, 
unless we stop hearing this kind of stuff, we might have to regulate you. This kind of yeah, that's what they're doing. Phoning. They might say, "Listen, you, your fingerprint, government's fingerprints are so clearly on this um, action that we're going to consider it government action and a violation of the First Amendment because you can't threaten private actors to do what it is you're not allowed to do yourself." And these are not neither of those are crazy arguments, but it's going to be tough to prove that. Yeah. But I mean, they did, you know, they did have a saying in the election and all that as well by blocking him at that time. You know, I'm not defending. Well, allowed, like, it's like me. I can block Cosby. They can block Trump. Uh, you know, it's a, that's 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 what America's about. You're, these, are, these are private companies. So but at the point where they all start acting together at the same time, at the same time, co- congressmen are threatening them. I don't think yeah, but not only that, when, different. when uh, we, we all get that something different is going on here but none of us i don't think really feel like oh yeah this is just a bunch of private companies just you know totally acting independently with no fear of what exactly regulation might do so something is something yeah. is wrong but, here. but not I mean, only that when when they tried to do apollo you know they they blocked them from doing another black platform well, for that's people. all part of it right so it's like yeah. well if you don't like it start your own twitter well we yeah. started our own twitter you and you threw us off right well that that was kind of a big moment that was probably really unwise for Amazon to do that because it made a mockery of the whole libertarian argument that, well, start your own business. Well, if you can't, then yeah, then there's something going on here that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Dan, what do no, you I think you put, you put it a really good way where you said the government's fingerprints are all over this. Like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty hard to ignore that at this point. Well, the government does. I mean, and another thing is like, you know, Biden is also cracking down on them, you know, uh, on the big tech and, you know, to push competition. That was the uh, actually the other topic is, you know, to push competition across the board. Like, it's not fair. It's like three, four that owns everything. You know, there's no competition. You can even come, even if you start doing something, they just buy you off or block you like they did with Parler, you know? So yeah, I, I thought I heard that Parler was coming back, but it hasn't come back. I never been on Parler. You were on Parler, right, Hatem? No. No, somebody was on Parler. Was it you, Dan? I went on Parler. What was it like? Around and it's, you know, it was like all the, I mean, it was, it's, it was all the, you know, the alt-right people really that were, I mean, I, I guess that were on that, but a lot of that. I wanted to be, but I misspelled it and I went to another website. And I, I don't think, the, I don't think there's a great loss to the world that Parler is not around anymore. As on a matter of, as a matter of principle, I do think there should be, you know, some venue for, for everybody, but I, I don't think. No, I, I, I disagree I with you. I think, I think we lost. Loss. I think we lost a lot by not having something like Parler because you can't tell how many people believe in certain cause until you have a platform for them. You know, when well, you say it, if, as a way to determine how many wing nuts there are, I guess it was valuable. Yeah, there was, was a lot of like, you know, Parler was a lot of like, you know, kind of boomer conservative types too. like. And the truth is, when you look at platforms, most of them turn into something very different four years from where they started. Right. Like. If you look at Facebook, it was originally a college app and now it's it's whatever like the app everyone's parents used to communicate and post pictures of their kids. So to say that like Parler, which which started out, their niche was, hey, we're for people that are right wing that can't be on these ones. That's where they started as. But, you know, who knows what that would have looked like in seven years. Right. Now, the fact that Twitter, Twitter is a pretty large tent. You know, I mean, Twitter doesn't necessarily ban you easily. I don't think it's not about that. I think my tweet. They banned my tweet. Oh, that was Facebook. Here, too. But, um, so, but listen, this, there, there was a particular incident in, in, with Twitter. And it was so the Hunter Biden laptop was found. 
And we know in retrospect now that it was Hunter. It actually was Hunter Biden's laptop and everything that was reported was all true and all that stuff is right before an election. And you could say it doesn't matter. But we know very well that if Trump's kids were into something like that, you know, wait, you said they blocked you before. No, that was Facebook. So they blocked me for just re. was it Facebook? Yeah, I just posted Chuck Schumer's tweet and they, they blocked it. But anyway, what did he so, say? Hold on. So so. um. So right at that time, Facebook banned the New York Post and wouldn't let anybody retweet any stories about the Hunter Biden story. And and then so people started moving to Parler and literally right in, in that same um, momentum, uh, then Parler was taken offline. So that's that's a serious fact pattern uh, for people, half the country who believe that it was worth taking a good look into what was going on with Hunter Biden's laptop. And, and since then, other stuff has come out where it turned out that Joe, Joe Biden actually did go to dinner and meet the people from Burisma who were paying Hunter Biden all this money, obviously corrupt money because he didn't know anything about oil and gas. So this is all I mean, this is America. This this is this is all well above the threshold of what people have always considered to be important in American politics. I may not consider it that important, but it wasn't that long ago when Gary Hart was on a boat with a having an affair. And this was considered well above the line of what people ought to be interested in. So the idea that people would be interested in this kind of private shenanigans, this is not new at all. This is as old as it's ever been. Clinton got in big trouble for saying he didn't inhale. I mean, so so the fact that all big tech locked arms to try to extinguish this story before an election, people who are like, ah, it's not such a big deal to me, the only, they have to examine their souls. The only reason they're saying that is because they hated Trump and this was not the issue they cared about. But if this was a mirror image issue, they would care. You want That's part of a free country. We want to talk about shit. And and when you start seeing actual facts, true facts, not being able to be posted or tweeted or talked about in the digital public square, um, I'm not comfortable with that at all. I'm not. So that's it. I don't don't poo poo the issue. I don't think Trump's going to win his lawsuit, but don't poo poo that issue. Something's got to give. That's, yeah. that's my it's the same thing with the with the COVID stuff. I mean, you know, the, the issue is like these places don't have a monopoly on truth and they don't have a monopoly on, you know, morality. And they've, they've been proven five times to a hundred times in the last year where they said, you can't say this because it's not true and you get kicked off the platform. And then lo and behold, it was proven, you know, the, the thing that they've said was this uh, untouchable truth was proven wrong. And that happened a few times with COVID happened with, you know, Fauci. Well, the, lab leak. The, the lab leak was a huge lab leak part. was the biggest one. Yeah. The vaccine itself. We talk about it in this show, you know, when Trump was say like, we're going to have it in six months or nine months, everybody's like, it's impossible. And then when it happened and Biden, well, became they the banned that, but they banned, they banned talk about the lab leak. And it was weird that they did that, you know, but all right. So, yeah, I think you have a good point. That it's, if the, it's the collusion element in addition to, you know, I wonder why Trump didn't start another account for Twitter and just say like I'm not really Trump or whatever any name like why didn't he? Well, they that? would delete that. You're not. They would delete that too. That's the you know you can't. I mean, people do do that, but <laughs> if you're high profile, they'll delete you again. But they know they know it's coming from the same like uh, I don't know. No, they don't. They don't know. Okay, so you can, you can get a, 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 a you know a VPN and you can not Donald Trump. I'm not wink, wink. I'm Donald Trump. Or he could. He should just start tweeting from like Baron Trump's account. Yeah. <laughs>
I mean, it's kind of ridiculous that Trump can't tweet, right? He's an ex-president. <laughs> so funny. He has to do press releases. And, 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 and let's say he's... And that's just a massive amount too. of power Twitter has, uh, you know, over the public discourse is that it's an issue. And, uh, you know, and it's a mono- it is a monopoly of sorts, you know, that... So you would think there would be some good system they could set up to allow Twitter to on its own bring out factual inconsistencies, mistakes, right? Like like without having to have the death penalty, as it were, of like not being able to tweet. Now, like, what would you do in if it were your if Twitter were were your company? I mean, how what 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 what, uh, uh, you know, um limits would you place well he kind of have the same situation he have a club and the comedians before him kind of say in his platform what's yeah but his on? club hasn't become the only place you can do comedy and that's that's sort of the difference right well the, this, this is this is the thing and, and if you think about it, it's a good question Dan. because if you think about it that way it kind of it kind of brings out what might be the point of trump's lawsuit which is the following that ideally if you have a business and you don't want to do anything like you just it's like, I don't want let them let them if it's working and everybody just saying whatever they want to say. And it's all like and so that that's the idea. I don't want to do anything. Then you say, OK, well, I don't want to have death threats and whatever it is. I, you know, people people are putting pressure on me moral morally. Maybe I feel moral pressure myself. So I'm going to try to clean up the that kind of stuff. When you have factually debatable things going out there. Let's take the lab leak thing. Nobody fucking knows it didn't come from a lab leak. It's like you can't know that. It's unknowable. And there's enough There's enough just common sense coincidences in this story. The Wuhan coronavirus lab, whatever it's called, is right there. It, it, uh, so why would they ban it if not for pressure from somebody more powerful than them? Like, like common sense tells you there's only one reason Twitter is taking action against a story like that. It can't be because they really have a problem with it. It has to be because they they're trying to, they're acting defensively in some way, short term or long term. Like you know what, this is what we need to do to protect our business. Protect our business from who? From the government. Now that's not the same thing as saying the government's it's government action, but it's enough that everybody should be aware of that somehow somehow government is responsible for the censorship that we're seeing. And we're not supposed to be for that. I'm not for that. Anymore. And and also, like for four years, he said a lot of things that could be controversial or lies or and they didn't do it. They only did it when he lost the election, you know. So that's another direction they're trying to. I think they're trying to like um, a little bit go with the flow, which is I think it's kind of fucked up. But okay, I don't think these companies will want to be in the business of policing. It's they have they have no choice. They're, but they're that's a great point that, that Noam said. It's like if you're in a business, everything is working. You just don't do anything. You know, that's actually a very good business point of view. You know, it'd be like if Noam had to go, if he was the only comedy club and every day he had to go in and have a bunch of left wing comics yell at you and then a bunch of right wing comics yell at you. And then every, and then you have to do that once a week and it's televised and it's on TV. And then, you know, that's what these, that's what Zuckerberg has to do. That's what Jack Dorsey has to do. And, you know, I think that Dorsey's probably a little more like politically motivated himself, but I'm sure that a lot of these people don't want to be going to Congress once a month to get grilled on if they're taking this seriously from the left. And then if, if from the right, they go, oh, are you making sure that you're not, uh, that you're but the thing not. Is that we show, we sh- I, I remember yeah, when, when, right. when they banned, when they banned Trump, I showed it in this podcast, they had Ayatollah's Twitter was still active. 
you know? Yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah. well, once, you, the, once you get in the censorship business, you're never going to be consistent. There's no, this is, it's this, impossible. It's impossible. But the, but the thing is also... You have to have some censorship. Once well, you, you can have that in line with the First Amendment and that could be, you know, you already can block people. You already can have... you. Hey, if I don't want to see this kind of stuff, I can put this c- controls on. Like, that is so much easier to do and much more of like a, a future that you can imagine making sense than you know, whatever this direction this is going. And, and once you've hired somebody, once you've given somebody that job to, it's like a ratings board for movies. Like you, you have to decide. So they're going to find things. That's their job. And like, is it? Nope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got nothing, boss. I got, it's been a year. I'm sorry. There's nothing. <laughs> you you got to find something. So, and then, and then you got, I mean, cop so with it, no speeding tickets. <laughs> yeah. The dynamic to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. You got to find nails and you create hammers and they got to find nails. And it's just, it's bad. It's bad. Um, so yeah. And it comes down to the point where that's right. During the Israel thing, I just retweeted, I, I'm sorry, I just reposted a Chuck Schumer tweet. No comments, no nothing. And Facebook took it down as, as violating community standards. What uh, was the tweet? What was that thing? Um, fuck the Arabs. And it, no, it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your consent laws are too high. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it was. Um, it just said uh, there's no there's no moral equivalency between Hamas and Israel. That's what that's what Charles Schumer tweeted. I just posted that and not even as a Facebook post, I posted it as a comment to a friend's thing. And that was against community standards. So this is serious. A, a U.S. Senator's t- Twitter tweet is against. Community so was standards. it against community or what, were you reported for that? Because it could no. be reported. No, against community standards. That's what it said. Ah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it probably starts with being reported by somebody, but. I mean, I did report you, but, you know, at the same time, I, I, <laughs> I this stuff also falls apart a ton. And when you go to other countries, too, it's like it's one thing where, you know, in America, in the Western world, like people are a little more like, oh, yeah, yeah. These Silicon Valley can come to the government and tell us what politicians. But in other countries, like they're not they're not going to let some, you know, dorks in Silicon Valley tell them what politicians can speak. So. You know, this game is unwinnable from from both sides. But you're, oh, you're, you're making a good point because also we know that they're all going to buckle to China, whatever China. Oh, yeah. They're gonna, he's, he's yeah. Powers. But you would think I'm doing a video about that actually soon. model to start something and say like, hey, whoever want to say shit, I'm not blocking anybody. And that would just work. Yeah, well, Zuckerberg didn't want to block anything. He was he was the, the holdout. Anyway, let's go on to something else. Come on. Uh, all right. So we have Eric Adams, you know. Future of New York. It looks like he's gonna win it all. Obviously, I mean, he did the win the Democratic thing. What do you guys think? I mean, he won because of the safety and the police. You know, uh, you know uh, his vision of the police thing. He's that doesn't want to, you know, defund the police and all that stuff. So, where do you see that, Ryan? You got something? I think that Eric Adams probably. I mean, I the same thing that I say when I'm doing comedy or when I'm talking on my shows and stuff like that people aren't as crazy as they want to pretend that they are. Right. So it's, there's a lot of people speaking for people right now and saying what they want. And then I think Eric Adams proves like, nah, they didn't want that. People in Harlem don't want no cops there. It's so I think that it kind of, uh, the Eric Adams thing was like a good barometer for what your average person actually thinks. Was he your choice? Uh, Ryan, would you, would you, were you uh, I've never voted. And, uh, I, I, th- I think he's cool. I kind of liked Yang too. But I think that I feel like Yang kind of got uh, they 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 did their as much as they could to make him disappear. 
and I think uh, he didn't do a good job of fighting. But no, I think he, 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 he fucked it up. I think, it up I think the key what I think the key moment for Yang to fuck it up was the Hamas Israeli thing when he took both sides at the same time. He lost both. You know. Dan, yeah, what do you think? I think so too. Yeah. What do you take in Eric Adams, and you think it's going to be a good mayor? What do you? Oh, think? I don't know. I'm not. I haven't paid any attention to uh, to to the, to that whole thing. Okay. Well, so this is what I think. First of all, it was it, bearing on Twitter. It was interesting, and in, and in that uh, Andrew Yang had like two million Twitter followers, and Eric Adams had like fifteen thousand Twitter followers. I think I'm getting the numbers close to correct. Yeah. Um, which is a huge you know, real world experiment to tell you just how important Twitter is or isn't. So anyway, so that, that's just right. bearing in mind. Um, I think that Eric Adams is going to be like a maverick. You know, he's a he's a black guy who's in favor of some uh, stop and frisk, you know, ethnic profiling, I guess. And he he said the Democrats shouldn't be talking about AR-15s. They should be talking about handguns, kind of like, you know, dismissing the, the mass shooters. And he's a black guy who's pro cop who did expose the fact that hey listen you dumb white liberals you you know stop speaking of speaking for black people because you have no fucking idea what black people want they live in dangerous neighborhoods they don't want to defund the police you fucking idiots you know it's like i mean the poll the polls are astounding yeah that show that black people were the most likely to want more police in their neighborhood yeah so that's great to have a a- and I, I just to add to something that you said earlier in this way, you know, uh, how, you know, Twitter can show you how many followers. I see it a lot also in comedy. You see some comedians who have 20 million TikTok and stuff like that, but they don't sell out and they're not funny and they're not, you know, some TikTok clubs, not the seller, but some other clubs are falling into this track. And it's like, hey, and it pissed other comedians off. I mean, I know a lot of comedians that tell me it's like, this guy or this girl is not funny. They just have that many Twitters. They think they're going to sell out the show and they don't, you know. Well, not- I, 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 can tell you, I want to add one more thing about, about Eric Adams only to say that uh, on the other hand, it's, it's worth just telling people who don't know that Eric Adams had a long history of criticizing racism in the police department. So he's not like some Uncle Tom, as it were. Policeman, he's just a, he could possibly be a really clear eyed guy who understands from the inside the excesses of the police department, but also understands from the inside and he was very involved in the uh, amado diallo thing that these naive notions of you know getting um uh mediators and and you know and and shooting people in the leg and all these kind of things that people say and he gets it so that could be great i don't think he's gonna maybe i'm wrong about this i don't know enough about him but there was a certain like um uh granular competence that mayor bloomberg had about keeping the streets clean and not like, I don't know if he's got that mega businessman mind to run everything like he did, but maybe he'll appoint people um, who are good at that. But all in all, you know, it, it could be good. It, it could be good. But what, one well, another well, thing, everyone. as far as the comedians go, um, uh, I just want to say that I have always, and I get into an argument with Liz, our general manager about this, because I have no interest in social media for the comedy seller. I, You're wrong me, about that. What's that? You're wrong about that. I'm wrong about that, really? So I think that social media for the comedy seller is great to the extent that customers themselves tweet about having gone to the comedy seller. That, yes. that's, that, that's meaningful. That's, that's just the latest iteration of word of mouth. That's word of mouth now happens on Twitter. But the comedy seller itself tweeting, I don't, I don't really believe in it. I think... 
the risk is always that the comedians who we tweet about are going to feel like we're exploiting their names. I don't like to do that. I don't like to take pictures of them. I don't think it helps us at all. I, I just think it's a, what does help us is email lists based on people who come to the club. And I, I think if we if we never tweeted again, it would have zero effect. on well, Maintaining like a legacy status is like a different game than trying to grow like a fresh business. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, think, one it, of I think things, it's hard to grow right now. But for sure, I, I think that that's one of the things that I, I like, like that you said that even and sorry, but with the club, I didn't I didn't know that about the seller. But it, it does feel like when you're doing spots in the city, you want to run around, do five spots. And, you know, when clubs start like promoting and you're like, that's not what this is, I was you know, you, if someone's super famous, they come through, they're like, no, I didn't want everyone to come out and see me. I yeah. just wanted to come to my well, spot. I don't like that. And the truth is they do it themselves if they yeah. want to. Exactly. If you you come out and see Dave Chappelle, the seller, if, and, you know, three, 400 people may have seen him if you did a couple of shows. These people all tweet and they tell each other about it. Well, I don't need to put my fingerprints well, on that to use that word again and, and get a hey, Chappelle sees the commies are tweeting it. I don't, I don't think it helps. Well, us. well, a few things. First of all, one of the benefits, one of the things I always like about seller, they never, you know, leaked or said, you know, the big stars coming in and whatever. However, now with the phones being, you know, especially the seller not be able to use inside, I think you need to, when I say social media, I don't mean the comedians themselves or the superstars, stuff like that. I'm saying the people experience taking pictures inside the cellar or the lines and stuff like that. Social media can be, uh, you know, but that's another conversation. We're gonna it's have all wrong. I'm telling you, it's all wrong. Let me tell you, let me tell you where, and it's, and I'll tell you, for, it's also dangerous to the other clubs because they put so much effort into trying to figure out how to unlock the magic of social media that they think is there, the genie in that, that what they're not doing. <laughs> What they're not doing is worrying about their fucking customers, their service, the quality of their drinks, the way people speak to the customers. Yeah, but there's different issues. That's no. a different department. Well, it's, it is and it isn't because this is not like a lot of businesses make this mistake. You know, you know how many times a business is slow and the, and the people will say, maybe you should advertise. That's always a, may, may, why are you slow? Did you ever think that the reason you're slow is because people came once and then never came again. Why did they come once and never come again? Yeah, but again, that's a different- not because you didn't advertise because you're not doing something right inside. Yeah, maybe no, your I, lighting I, is not good. Maybe your sound is not good. Maybe, there's a, maybe your prices are too high. Maybe your drinks suck. Like, I, like I that understand is, all that. And that's, No, you say you do, but I don't think you really do. Twitter does not help the comedy seller. I, I didn't say Twitter. I said yeah. more of a vision. You need Instagram. What I say in like- You know what? I do a lot sir. of times. If I take a picture of you- but publicity does help the comedy seller, as you admitted, when people word of mouth. Uh, no, do you know how how people if you take a picture of somebody, a customer and put it on the website of the or Instagram of the comedy seller, you know how happy they're going to be and they're going to tweet it a million times. But anyway, um, I'm telling one thing uh, I will like I, as a person that like sells tickets from a big social media following. I'm to, I do deal with all the clubs on the road and all of them have their social media person. And honestly, I feel like they do more harm than good. Like I, they, I really, they always have all these ideas and all these things and none of it sells any tickets. Like, so no, you, I agree because a lot of be them the, don't know what they're doing, but if you get the right, well, person, that's what I mean though. If, if you get the right person, but yeah. I, I get what he's saying. It's like, they're all on the search for this alleged right person. And it's like, it's very hard to, you know, go viral and do all this stuff. And you spend your whole life trying to crack that. And none of them, none of them make any difference. And I've noticed that so much when you're on the road. Now, um, now, um, what is your directive to Liz with Liz controls the comedy seller Instagram? Is that correct? 
Yes. What is your directive? Like I see a picture here of Al Franken uh, at the Comedy Cellar on the Instagram feed. Did, did you, does she have to come to you and say, am I allowed to take a picture of Al Franken, put him on the feed? Do I have to talk to Al first? What is, what is the protocol? I don't remember the last directive. I, I think I said that if they tweet, if they do it themselves, she can then echo it, but she can't be the first. Well, here's one with Chris Rock. Yeah, that, that would have to have been already out there and she just repeated it. But I, honestly, I'm gonna talk to her again. I wish she wouldn't do it. I, I don't, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know why we do it. I, I think, whatever. Well, I think um, it added value to the to to the fans of the Comedy Cellar. They enjoy seeing these pictures, and you know, and they uh, would enjoy more anatomy if they see themselves in the. That's my point. Like a lot of people when Louis yeah, show, that's, that's they will come and tape themselves doing the same walk as Louis. You know, imagine if you post stuff from different people and just post it. Right, you, what fun. you want is not, you want people you want traffic to your website. You want traffic to your social media. So you know what? you want people. You know what? You want to give them a reason to go to that. They're not going to go because they see a picture of uh, Chris or Chappelle or anybody. They're going to go because they are involved in it. You know what I'm saying? That's so, my what I'm saying about doing it right. Not so this is it. interesting. And, and I guess it's just, I mean, I'm not trying. I don't want anybody to defer to me because I could be wrong about a lot of things. I'm, I'm not, it's like, it's going to come out wrong. But it, it is, we, this is just taking this past Friday. We had 15 sold out shows across four rooms, 15 sold out shows. We turned away a few thousand people. I, like, don't, I know what I'm doing. Like, I know, I can tell you, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm not saying no, that you don't know what you're I doing. No, I know how unimportant Twitter is to this, our Twitter account is. I'm not the, saying Twitter. I never said Twitter. I said Instagram. Or Instagram. This is not what is doing it. There is, listen, do, do, when, when, when Chevy tweets out about how great the ride is on their new car, does that mean anything to you? It's when people who bought the Chevy tweet out about how great the new ride is on the car. They say, oh shit, people love this new Chevy car. And that's exactly Chevrolet. what said. Can you believe it? Chevrolet tweeted about how great their cars are. Just, but, but, but Chevy, so you're saying Chevy's wasting its money It's on advertising every year? The billions um, that they Well, you know, there is, I, I don't know what, I don't, but I don't no, that was my point. I didn't say Chevy. I didn't say the comedy seller do it. I said, you put pictures of the people. People want to see themselves. They don't no, want to see. Dan makes a good point. Like does Coke need to advertise? Like sometimes they don't even Coke, a Coke commercial might not even be about the fact that Coke tastes good. It's just a way of keeping Coke in the public mind. I, I, I suppose so many billions are spent on it that these smart people know that it is important for them to do that. You know, I want to say an incident about Coke. I don't know if you heard about it. Do you guys know who Cristiano Ronaldo is? You know, he's a famous, very famous soccer player. So he was in a press conference. I'm thinking of Francesco Ronaldo. Oh, no. Um, he, and he was in press conference, and they had two bottles of Coke next to him. And he took them on the side and said, I don't drink Coke. I drink water. Coke stocks fell down $4 billion. That's power. <laughs> I'm you sure know, it went back He's, he's the number one followed in Instagram, FYI. So... It's about a brand. Right now, comedy store, it's branding, not promoting. There's a difference between branding and promoting. Anyway. But did the sales fall? I will refer you to where we started. Andrew Yang had 2 million Twitter followers. Eric Adams had 15,000. Yes. There's also also quality versus quantity. If you have (laughs) 10,000 Twitter followers that will kill for you, 
versus the hundred thousand exactly. followers that are whatever. That's a difference too. That, so that's why when you even book somebody, they tell you, I don't care how many followers you have. I care how many engagement you have. How many people, you know, do this? You know, Trump has a lot of followers, you know, uh, as well, you know, but there are diehard followers. You know, Biden have much less than him and he won the election. I think Ryan hit on it uh, a little bit, um, which is that if you're starting from scratch, a brand new business, and you want to get people in there, so you you go on a, a full court press and you do everything you can, anything you can possibly do to get your name out there, so people will try it. But I think very, very quickly, um, the, the law of diminishing returns kicks in because I'm sure if you asked the people who came to the Comedy Cellar this weekend, um, virtually none of them came as a result of any kind of social media. True. Yeah. All people have been there before, heard about it from their friends, heard comedians talk about it on podcasts, all like much more credible endorsements. They, they don't care what we say about our own club. Best comedy in town. I agree. Yeah. That's why I said not promotion, but branding. But it uh, is anyway. about like you, when you find out what works, you do more of it. And that's like, you know, and you're right. There's all this. Oh, I could be doing a little there. But perfect example, you're talking about TikTok, right? TikTok doesn't sell tickets. There's people with 3 million followers and doesn't sell tickets. Yep. YouTube sells tickets. So, you know, you're like, okay, why don't I just put it? But to spend a ton of time on TikTok when it doesn't convert into anything, it's obviously the you like for, even just the way you format my videos. I, I format for YouTube and I worry less about TikTok because one of those exactly. two things selling exactly. tickets. And, and look how many people got Netflix special from TikTok versus YouTube. YouTube, three or four got Netflix because of YouTube. You know, because they know they're YouTube, real. Unlike TikTok and other yeah. places, it doesn't really work. So yeah, definitely. You know, are Netflix are Netflix specials losing their impact? Yes, I don't even think. I, I think a lot of people are putting specials out on the internet that are doing more for them than had they been done one of those Netflix app hours. I think a lot of people. Sam Morell was a kind of a pioneer of that, right? That he was the first one. Yeah, started. him. Norman did one. I'm uh, Schultz did his. Uh, Schultz did was his the first one. Crowd work special, but I think Actually, the I, very I, very first one was Bill Burr. They did it online to do yeah to do like underground YouTube stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, well. I still, by the way, insist that I was the first podcaster. I don't know if that's true, but I was, I was in 2005, I had a show on my, I didn't call it a podcast because the word hadn't been invented yet, but I had a show on my website that I just called Internet Radio, Dan Natterman's Internet Radio Show, that you could download on my website. This was 2005. So I think I might have been the first podcaster, or at least the first comic podcaster. I'm not sure, but I think- Put that, that on your Wikipedia page. One could make that argument. It's, well, <laughs> it, does, it doesn't do me a whole lot of good. I I'm think like one Rowan, has made that argument. Well, Ricky Gervais. I'm like the lost colony of Roanoke. I mean, a lot of fat load of good it did them to be the first Europeans in, in the new world. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yet, yet there I was. All right, one more topic. What's the best one, Hatsum? I like I like that you did this topic thing. It's good. Yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna start doing. Doesn't he always do that. No, he never does that. Yeah, I did that before. Well, I send you topics for our podcast, and you don't even look at them. And then we then we just hot times are better. <laughs> okay, so I, look, uh, I didn't look I at hot times. I'm looking at them now. Go ahead. Okay, so I have um, I have two topics. One I called uh, no one cares topic. It's called Tokyo Olympics venue won't have any spectators. No, no fans anymore in the Olympics, you know, yeah. but um, well, apparently the Special Olympics are having all the fans. Yeah. Do you guys ever see the Family Guy Olympics diving team 
episode, it's so funny. I was like, no one cares. And he's like, he's like the announcer for the Olympics. And I was like, I'm so sorry about this. Even once every four years is too much. <laughs> but, but um, okay, so the, the last topic is um, um, soccer. It's not about soccer, but about England uh, lost in the finals. And everybody in England is blaming three black players in the team. And this thing happens a lot in, in Europe and it happened in France before. When, whenever they lose, they blame, they say, oh, you Muslims, you African, you Arabs, we don't want you in this team. And they win, they didn't do that, you know? Um, I think it's the equivalent of like, no, you're not racist. Then you get in the car accident and people are saying slurs. Like, you know, they, they, they're they looking for the worst thing they could say. And then they, that's what, I'll tell you, the media are stoked when this happens, by the way. Like if you're at the game and someone, like people are being racist, the media is like, yes, I, finally. I mean, I've been in a couple of Knicks game when fights happen. I've, I was there when Carmelo's Anthony. It's always exciting when something like that happened. But the thing is like very interesting when, when the English team was taking the knee before the game, they were booed by the fans a lot. So it's not like a new thing in England. You know, England is, is, is hot. I'm in France even. It's even more. But um, what happened to the good old days when everybody hate the Jews? Like, why now Arabs and Blacks? <laughs> do, you, do you want to hear something personal before we sign off? Hit me. So uh, my daughter went away, went away to sleepaway camp this year for the first time. My daughter is nine years old. And it was July 5th. I, I wrote, wrote her most days. It was July 5th. And it was right after, um, uh, obviously, after July 4th. And there was a lot of real bile anti-hateful stuff about America around this July 4th, like never before. And, you know, I, I, I'm very, I don't like that stuff. And um, I, so I sat down to write my, my daughter a letter on July 4th, on July 5th. And, and I found myself writing to her, trying to, to convince her, um, you know, kind of writing her a patriotic letter to, to love America. And, and after I wrote it, I could read a little bit of it too. But after I wrote it, I began to think to myself, what is the matter with you? What kind of corny, like lost perspective dad are you? You're writing your nine-year-old this stuff. What are you thinking? She's in summer camp, right? Sure <laughs> enough, we, we pick her up yesterday. And one of the first things she tells me says, daddy, the counselor was ripping up American flags on the 4th of July and telling us about how awful things are in America. She told us that you can't be, that only white people can be racist and white people are racist and um, that, you know, you should never get married because it's a sexist. Her, her counselor was telling her all this stuff. Like, like, where is this? New York? Yeah, in Connecticut. So this isn't, that's wild. Crazy. <laughs> and she was really bothered by it. And, and to her credit, she was like, you know, and I told her, I didn't really, I didn't, I would have to look into that. I don't really, feel that way and then i and i realized you know it's good that i wrote her this stuff it's good that she because that's all a lot of kids are hearing now the most one-sided you know unthought through stuff anyway so i i i i wrote her i could just read a little bit of it so um just from the middle so there was a lot of stuff in the news and on Twitter, very critical, about, very critical about America. I hope it doesn't filter down to you and make you feel negatively about America. It's exactly what happened. It was filtering down. We're so fortunate to live in this magnificent country. I only hope when you're older, people will come to terms with the past and put it in proper perspective. Terrible things have happened here. 
Are you playing that? Well, I thought this would be a good background for Noam's letter. Oh, okay, we'll turn it down a little bit. Terrible <laughs> things have happened here and in every country I know, but America alone has been responsible for the very... Okay, take, turn it off then. Yeah, we can't, we can't play because this is going to be you too. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible things have happened here and in every country on earth, but America alone has been responsible for the very concept of freedom in the world, despite our horrible hypocrisy of slavery that must never be forgotten. America's sins were the world's sins. It could be no other way. America was founded in the 1700s and could not be exempt from the horrors of the world at that time. The world was a horrible place for most people in the 1700s, and to the extent that it is no longer America virtually alone, has been responsible for that transformation. Your great-grandparents came here to flee for their very lives. Just this past year, America was overwhelmingly responsible for the miraculous mRNA vaccines that are ending the COVID pandemic. That's only the latest of our magnificent contributions to the world. I only wish more Americans could take pride in it. If America is awful, nothing in the history of the world has ever been good. Please don't let the negativity you hear take hold of you. It's not fashionable right now to take pride in America. I only hope that will change. So this is what I like. This was what poured out of me to my nine-year-old. And now in retrospect, after hearing what she came home with, I'm so happy I wrote that. She'll have that the rest of her life. People might disagree with it. They may think, you know, that I'm being too corny or whatever it is. But I stand by every word of it, you know, and I don't think I'm sugarcoating it for her. I'm not trying to pretend America doesn't have you know we, we we speak about it a lot in this podcast and you you um you know you touch a big point when we were talking about the vaccine before and how it's like it's such an american invention just like going to the moon and nobody give america credit you know and it's just like it is the greatest country in the world i was having a discussion to your point with with somebody about kneeling on the flag and i agree with kneeling in the action but not to the flag and it's all let me tell you what the flag means to me it's like when you're in kuwait and the war happened Seeing the American flags mean your daughter is going to live, mean your father is going to live. This is who's going to help us. Who This is who's going to take. And this has happened all around the world, yet people don't see that. So, yeah, it is that there's a lot I of mean, wrong. In the last year, in Hong Kong, there were protests. They're carrying American flags. In Cuba, there are protests. They're carrying American flags. What don't they get? Don't they know how horrible no, they are? No, when, you, when you're in genocide in Africa or Asia or anyone, and I've been there, you know, you're safe haven. You go to the American embassy. If you made it there, you're alive. Your family is alive. So people don't, um, you know, uh, don't Not get to that. mention that we have the best comedy right here in the USA. <laughs> Listen, perspective, pers humans are not good at keeping things in perspective in general, even in much more like in your relationship. It's very easy to lose perspective on your relationship with your girlfriend, you know, yeah. something begins to bother you and you and you lose sight of all the all the wonderful things that you begin to take for granted. Same thing with like capitalism, like these idiots are against capitalism. Yeah. The one thing I would say about you know that everything is responsible cat like there's no there's no socialist country that invented iPhones but anyway one thing I would say like bad about the US is like when somebody's uh, publish a book the printer paper is very is really bad you know the paper <laughs> is really bad but other than that <laughs> all right and all right, guys that's a big deal but yeah well um, I'm going to have no I'm hold on after the podcast I want to tell you something uh, then uh, I'm going to have the link to your uh, book in the description we're going to have another episode just for your book. But if you want to find out if the paper is good or not, buy Dan's book. It's in Amazon. Uh, oh, by the way, it, it, you can get a free sample on Kindle. You have nothing to lose. You get a chapter or two from Kindle. Free sample. Nothing to lose. What are you waiting for? Uh, Ryan, uh, do, are you, have you been to the cellar? I've never met you. No, I never came through. How come? Well, I just like, 
I guess uh, because when I moved here, like when I first moved here, I knew you guys had like the system or whatever. I, I've hung out there like at the Black Gap, but I never uh, like, I guess I know, I guess you got to get like a people. To, There's no uh, system. There's no system. That's what everyone told me. I don't know. I kind of, you know, the com. I was talking about just just last night. We were trying to um, once again, having a discussion about the secret of the comedy seller. And yeah, so I didn't know who I, I was maybe going to ask Schultz or whatever. The comedy seller has a very simple rule. It couldn't be more simple. Are you killing? Okay, you're booked. Yeah, yeah. Every other club, not I can't say every other club, but many other clubs are. Do I know you? Do you hang out? Are you part of our? I mean, I what don't know credits. I don't know what. That's not what I heard. I heard it's like there. You got to have two people, and they got to be the right people, and that. I heard it was this all lies, all lies. I heard. I know a secret handshake, and I'm like, fine. The I was. The two recommendations are a filter because, in other words, they can't audition literally everybody in the universe. No, no, no. The two, rec the two, re the two recommendations are what we used to do in the '90s when I, yeah. there was no other way to do it. Uh, I mean, well, I that's get, yeah. I get anonymous emails from people sending me their YouTube clips, and I was always kind of funny. SD, take a look at this. They're like, I, I don't, we don't like what the fuck. If you're, if it's, if, if somebody's funny, why would I set up a system that? keeps them off the stage like yeah yeah, yeah. well that's the only there, club there, i never got past that there are but. so many uh <laughs> new people right now sarah silverman just last night was remarking who who are these people i mean or no uh, rory, <laughs> rory albanese and she, we may have we may have passed too many people that's that's a that's an issue I have to take up. <laughs> yeah maybe that's it we'll take up an issue with with um you know what's going on in my organization but that's different than no there is no system so i don't i mean i don't want to presume to, to think that you or anybody should want to perform in the comedy cell. But if you did want to perform in the comedy cell, email me or something. We can figure out yeah, how, yeah. To, well, how I mean, to get you in front of Esty. If I can uh, you guys want to share your information, yeah, Dan, you want to go ahead? Well, I mean, that'd be awesome if I could. Um, my information is at Dan Natterman and uh, on all platforms. I'm not on TikTok, but uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, Dan Natter, D A N N A T U R M A N. And your book name? The book name is Ira Spiro Before COVID is the name of the book. And uh, this is it. Whoops, I... I'll have the link. You can't see it, but I have the link in oh, the description. But, but, Ryan, uh, you want to share your information? And you get free sample. Yeah. On you have nothing to lose but your chains. There you go. <laughs> Ryan, I don't know much about you, but you seem like a kind of slightly a right wing type guy. Is that right? No, I don't think uh, I would. I'd say that I just uh, am not what you're supposed to be but i'm not uh, right or left no like i mean it's a bit, i'm from canada like our your left-wing politicians would be like conservatives in canada where i'm from but no I, I don't i'm not sorry say that again who's behind you that that person behind you in your in your background in your virtual background dj qualls oh. <laughs> but um no no i just um i've been I've, i made videos kind of make i do a lot of things making fun of both sides that was kind of like what popped off uh, at the beginning but you know it's it, it, you know how it is like in the last little while they go if you're not like overtly left-wing that's what they say that's right, right. Yeah. our country yeah. is everything so i don't good. like is conservative our country is so good noam uh just to just to add just to add to what you were saying that even the canadians are clamoring to get here i mean you've got a perfectly good country and they and they want to come awesome here. country yeah you gotta you gotta do a lot of you know you know you gotta do a lot of stuff to come here right so yeah. i've been doing a joke though 
that like a lot of Americans are like spoiled rich kids where everyone from everyone wants every country wants to come here. And we're, we're like, oh, we want to come to your house. You have a pool and a trampoline. And you're like, you don't get it. My dad's a Nazi. You know, that's kind of the gist of what like it's been like. Well, look, there are great countries around the world, of course. And I was in case any just I know we're going to go, but I would just make the point that it, it is my personal belief that all those great countries are held in place kind of like the moon by the gravitational force of America, because America has its bill of rights, it's free speech, it, it sets the agenda and the tone and to allow <laughs> these other countries to do their experiments and maybe create happier societies in certain ways and they don't have to spend money on defense. But you take America out of that universe of great countries and it's going to be like, you know, all, everything I, I fear would just go off and hurtle off into space. So that's why I think America is the greatest country. It's not to say. I mean, it still is the place for opportunity. I mean, I came here and it's, it's, a, it's, it's like taking ankle weights off coming to this country, how much uh, easier it's been to make, make a career and make it work. Over there, everything was, everything's hard. All right, that was a great podcast, Hot. Uh, uh, no, no, hold on, Ryan, you, uh, don't leave. I want to ask you something. Uh, Ryan, you want to share information? People want to find you? I mean, your videos are really amazing. Uh, Thank you. YouTube.com slash Ryan Long Comedy and all my socials are Ryan Long Comedy. I have a new video every Monday and then I do street interviews Wednesday. And I have a podcast that comes out every Friday, The Boys Cast with Ryan Long. All right. Thank you guys so much. And yeah, let's have a, a drink or coffee or something in the cellar one day. Organic soft bacon. Is that my? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Right. Thanks Thank you, guys. No, I'm hold on. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thanks, Thank Dan. you, Dan. Thank you, yeah, that was great. No, yeah, I, do you mind if I get your email? Is that fine? Yeah, I'll text you his email. You text text him as my text him my email. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think we... Everybody has it too, but I I, I mean I I I'll, I'll just give it in the chat right now. Hold on a second.